Did you hear the intro of last week's episode or the uh, theme no. song? Mm-mm. You didn't? I thought you liked it. Should I play it for you? Yeah, go ahead. Do a little uh, inception oh. here. I always see hair when we're doing this. I got a couple over here. All right, ready? Yep. I had you in mind when I made this. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I like that. That was a good cliffhanger too, you know. Yeah, and it worked because Danielle's like, "Yeah, I had no idea where the episode was gonna go after I heard that." <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good intro though. I like that. Trying Not as good as the Taliban one though. <laughs> yeah. Like you'll be chasing that high, 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 high. They're fighting Nazis in fucking Imperial Japan, and they're yelling in the valley the whole time they're on tour, eating vagina from this country to that country. They were eating pussy from the fucking shores of Tripoli all the way to Berlin, and nobody gave any shit. Welcome to episode 68 of the current backloggers. The date is June. Dear doctor. <laughs> that was disgusting. I hated that. Date is June 2nd. I am your host, Casey P, along with my good friend and co-host, Cody G. Cody, how's it going today? It's like one of those stream, those caster guys or whatever. The They do like um, play-by-plays of like League of Legends and stuff. I don't feel like I've heard enough of that, but really? I think it's a good oh, thing. Oh, you need to. There's some really good cringy moments in those. <laughs> I think um, that's too much for me, though. Yeah, especially because they use their gamer tags, <laughs> like their League of Legends. That'd be like using your first name and then the first initial of your last name. That'd be kind of fucking just cringy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or uh, what do you call Derek? D-dubs. D-dubs. I think uh, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so you could imagine when there's some of these ridiculous... Um, I can't think of some crazy gamer tags, but... Uh, um, Always, too, because always a little corny. Like, it's not like you see, oh, that's a funny gamer tag, or that's clever. It's um, just like... Kill shot warrior. Oh, my God, here we go. Golden Valiant going up the corner. Oh, he's jungling right now. Oh, golden, golden fountain. Here he comes. Golden shower. That'd be good. See, that'd be clever, though. But they wouldn't allow that. But, yeah, your intro sounded like one of those guys. Thank you. Sp- Sponsored by what's the the drinking the drink all these fucking streamers drink the powdered uh, stuff gamer fuel no that's that's oh, delicious G fuel definitely didn't copy Mountain Dew with the, <laughs> that one at all I have a strong feeling you guys wish you could have used gamer fuel uh, especially because they collect all the flavors they always pile up the trash like who the fuck collects trash and puts it on mm-hmm. a shelf I've never done that I don't do that at all but they always collect their different flavors like. Oh, this is my favorite flavor. Weirdest names to them, too. You want to look up the G Fuel flavors? I think there's too many for that. Yeah, they have some weird names. Let me, let's me let get some examples in here for the people that don't aren't aware of G Fuel. And G Fuel is just a powder you mix with water, right? Is that how that works? Uh, they definitely have their own drinks as well. Really? But I don't know. Isn't there gummies, too? One. Yeah. Well, I mean... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, product. Let's go... Let's go check out uh, the G Fuel product line here. Um, 
aren't some of the flavors timed too? Like, uh, yeah. Like, oh, I, I'm I, I, only for a week. Could you get the pineapple blast? <laughs> I got it. Uh, Bahama Mama. That seems to be a top one there. Oh, they have cans for it too. This is Battle Juice. Uh, black cherry, black on blackberry. Sounds awfully similar to a phrase you hear. <laughs> this is uh right now we're having a lot of black on blackberry crime. Oh, this one's sold out. Oh, this is blue ice. It's like the same names you'd expect with like a cigarette company. With all the, the different ridiculous names for the the juices. You know. It's funny, you'd probably like it, I bet, too, is the best part. I bet you'd enjoy them and think they're good. Probably. <laughs> I just can't stand these streamers. Yeah, I'm like, well, what's your favorite one? They, they, they go, they come back with, like, their bundle of barrels and throw them. And like, oh, I really like, I feel so amped up when I'm drinking uh, Bahama Mama. <laughs> uh, Schmitz should mm -hmm. uh, sue them. Why is that? It's their big sausage, buddy. Bahama oh, Mama, it? yeah. That's their number one. Fuckers. I mean, they can try. Mm-hmm. Crazy thing is they've been around way longer than G Fuel, and they'd probably exactly. lose that case in a second, though, just because how small they are compared to <laughs> G Fuel. I feel like that's always such a common term, Bahama Mama. Yeah. What have you been up to, buddy? Um, Just investing in memes. <laughs> kind of taken off you you said you invested too yeah a little bit you surprised me you didn't tell me just a little bit yeah i'm, I'm just flying under the radar you know <laughs> you're hiding from the irs right now <laughs> feel like casey i have a strong feeling casey's not paying his taxes and that's why he's like oh i now nah, just uh dabbling you know yeah just touching here and there we'll see what happens <laughs> touching here and there <laughs> uh you and the catholic priests priests <laughs> priests the Catholic Toyota Priuses. Um, besides investing in memes, I've been messing around with the power washer. Those are a lot of fun. I feel like the power washer I do have, Ryan would shit all over. He gets, uh, <laughs> he's big into power washers. Um, so you probably wouldn't like my power washer. It's not that powerful. We're borrowing it from Renee's parents. It's my girlfriend, girlfriend's parents. Uh, it's fun, though. Put some music on and just... It's like you're drawing. I don't know. It's but like you're playing Splatoon. Yeah. IRL, as a kid said. IRL, <laughs> uh, Splatoon. Um, sometimes you got to be careful, though. There was a kid in my high school that, in Woodshop, he was fucking around with the power washer. And for some reason, he thought he could wash his hands with it. He cut up his hands with it. I was like, what an idiot. But there's been a couple times where you zone out and you think, uh -huh. oh, this is a hose. I'm like, fucking got mud all over my hands. And then I go down. I'm like, oh, whoa. Like ten years ago, like twelve years ago, I gave that kid so much shit for yeah. doing that, and then I almost did it. <clears throat> there was one time, one of my friends, other people probably have done this. I get how it happens. Just like you said, funny scenario like that. Mm -hmm. He was boiling hot dogs, <laughs> and he said he didn't want it to burn, so he panicked and grabbed the hot dog out of the <laughs> boiling water. It's also hot dog can't burn in boiling water. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Yeah. Uh, did he fuck up his hand? I uh, just said it burnt really bad, but I never saw anything that looked too bad on him. Um, so made the story straight to begin with. Yeah, because you can't, you definitely can't fucking burn a hot dog in water. 
Because those guys that sell hot dogs in the street, they're just constantly in water. Yeah. Might overcook it, might get a little mushy, but you're definitely definitely not going to burn anything in water. Wet and gushy. Yeah, wet and gushy, mushy. <laughs> Moist, mushy. Yeah. Gushy. Uh, females should not describe the vaginas as gushy or mushy. I don't like that. I don't think, not just females, I don't think people should in general. That's an awful, yeah. awful way to say that. Um, besides that, what else? Oh, I got, uh, to celebrate AMC blowing up. Like I told you just three weeks ago, I felt like a fucking idiot for buying a bunch of AMC. And now look at me. Look at me. You're a millionaire. I wish. <laughs> Um. No, I don't. Uh, so I went out and got AMC Stubs. It's something that's been on my mind for a while, and I feel like there's enough movies out right now I want to see that that would make sense. And I live so close to Easton, just a few blocks away. Take the back roads, mm-hmm. and they got rid of the mask mm-hmm. mandate. What? And sorry, what? I was just listening. Oh yeah, they just got rid of the mask, the mask thing. So I said, "Let's go down there." Take the long way home. What are you saying? <laughs> You're singing something. What are you singing? No, I was trying to imitate what you were doing. No, it sounded like a song. I don't think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like a weird country song or something. <laughs> it sounds like some generic. Hang on, country roads, blue jeans. You continue though. I won't interrupt. And I uh, went and watched Quiet Place 2, which was nice. It was the AMC IMAX, which I don't know. IMAX used to mean something. I don't think it means anything anymore. The theater, too, I'm guessing to not fuck with the seating in the IMAX theater. It hasn't been updated. It hasn't been updated from their last update. Yeah. So I think it's because I- IMAX is like requires probably certain things. So don't fuck with it. Those seats are disgusting because we got there early enough that the lights were still on. Those are disgusting seats. They're faded and real run down in there. Um, yeah, if you're going for the good sound, I would do uh, Dolby Theater there or the Prime Theaters. Those are better for the audio. I think the screen in IMAX, I think it's the best screen. But as far as the audio, I think the other two are better. I would agree with you, but there was dead pixels in the IMAX screen. Was there? Yeah, there's dead pixels and then... Um, they could tell where they repaired the screen or something because there's like a like a cross in the middle of the screen. So I think AMC has a deal with IMAX because they're using IMAX's name. But this movie wasn't shot in IMAX. Yeah, I was going to say, that's another thing that is definitely... Does that even mean anything anymore? Because I realized that meant something when there was still film. And it was, oh, this is IMAX film. I, I'm not going to act like I know all about it, but I know it. At least from what I hear, it does matter if they film it in IMAX and it's formatted for the screen and audio. That's why if a movie's not shot like that, there's no real difference in seeing that. You just get a bigger screen, but nothing's actually enhanced. Yeah, the screen was nice. Um, it was weird sitting in normal seats again. It's been a, been a while since I sat in those, uh, those style seats. It's kind of a throwback. And then the first few minutes, I was like, oh, this is like nostalgic. And then I quickly was like, fucking miss those old seats um the nine o'clock was sold out really yeah very nice so on a wednesday um but yeah that's all i've been up to what have you been up to yeah we'll talk more about quiet place testing as well so we'll talk about that one we'll talk about what we've been watching um i 
talked last week about how I was going to go to New York City. And unfortunately, that fell through because I mentioned last week how I was supposed to pour every day. But the more I looked at the forecast, it was just literally pouring the entire time every day we were going to be there. Which I still would have had fun if I went there. I would have made the most of it. But for one, there's a few things that you just can't control, like going into buildings and everything. There's some They tell you when it's rainy or overcast that there's no point in going up there. So that we're just essentially wasting money if we go there for certain things. Even if you try and make the most of it, there's some things you just can't change. And so we delayed it until August, so we're still going to do it. But uh, instead, we kind of just did stuff around here. We went to uh, Cincinnati for the day, and we were going to go try a place called Flying Pizza that I guess used to be in Columbus. And it's a pizza by a slice place, New York style. I feel like that's one thing we definitely don't have enough of is pizza by the slice, which I get why we don't for the most part because the setup for most of those places wouldn't survive. Probably like this place didn't. But I think downtown, those kind of places should have at least some more than what we do and more than fucking Mikey's late night slice, which is horrendous. Um, and flying pizza looked fucking amazing, but unfortunately it was closed. We, went, we figured out there's a few still left in Ohio. One of them was Dayton, which is on the way to Cincinnati. But I didn't know it was a thing for restaurants to close on Memorial Day. I didn't realize that was a, a mm. common thing. So we plan to go there and then CC's after Ooh. Kings Island or uh, after our, our adventures that I'll get to, which I spoiled one of them. Um, but Flying Pizza was closed and then CC's was going to close at 9, so we'd be rushing it. So we changed it up. The reason we went to Cincinnati was the Reds game, which they won 11-1. to 1. It was a fantastic game. Um, and then on the way there, we stopped at Casey's since Flying Pizza didn't have, they weren't open. We got a slice of Casey's pizza. And then we went to uh, Wahlburgers before the, before the Reds game. They were open, so we went there. Got some good old Wahlburgers. And then after the Reds game, we went to Kings Island. Just for a couple rides. We have season passes, so it might seem silly to most people to only go there for a couple rides, but it was on the way home, and there's no charge in us going. So we did that and then capped it off with uh, some uh, La Rosas. And um, besides that, did, did stuff around here. Like I said, we uh, met up with my niece and got to hang out with her. I haven't seen her in a while, so it was a lot of fun. We just went out and went to a couple parks and did a lot of nonsense. And then working some, did Uber Eats a couple more times. I don't think there's anything exciting to talk about there. Pretty normal. Yeah, I think so. If there is, I'll talk about it next week, say. Might miss something, but I don't think so. I did have a conversation on uh, the way down to Cincinnati, though. And it was about something we talked about last week, about Demi Lovato. I had a a conundrum. How do you really talk about them now? Like, in the sense, like, um, if this person is hot, my man, they is hot. Or them is hot. <laughs> them is hot. Um <laughs> How you refer to her is uh, oh. Pierce Morgan. He had a great summary of it. He, uh, she's like, I now identify her initial post. You got, I fucking hate Pierce Morgan for a lot of things, but then other times, like this guy, is, I love him. I chair, I would kiss him. <laughs> Some of the shit he does, he doesn't fucking care. It's kind of like how I feel about Bill Maher too. Kind of go all over the place with him, which is how it should be, you know. Um, but Pierce Morgan was like, oh, that's great. I also identify now as an attention-seeking celebrity. Just taking jabs at her. So I think it's what you should be like, oh, wow, that attention-seeking celebrity is really attractive. Okay. 
Wow, that attention slut, fucking dumb bitch. Wow, she is so hot. That is so hot. What they them is doing? Wow. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck off Twitter. <laughs> Attacking this fucking little family operation. Like they ain't got enough shit going on with COVID. And you're over there going, all this sugar-free. Shut the fuck up. She's like a little teenager running around getting attention. Like, oh, I cut my hair because I don't care. Ooh. Oh, I'm in you're rehab. Right, right there. And wh- what was she in rehab for? We don't even know what drugs she was using, right? Was it heroin? I think so. Was it heroin? Cocaine, I think. Cocaine. I oh, my God. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, th- I think I'm on with Pierce Morgan. Wow, that attention-seeking dumb bitch. That she is so hot. I Which also, I don't think you have to worry about saying that with Demi Lovato. I also was thinking something you talked about, how that affects the lyrics. Like all these uh, woman empowerment songs she write written throughout her career. Does she still sing those? And do you still say her? Do you edit those lyrics? And going forward, are you like, um, I don't know, like your woman power song is like a them power song? think what you do is you you fucking don't listen to those songs first of all and you won't have to worry about it you okay. shouldn't be listening to that fucking music because i'm sure it's awful she has a couple of really catchy songs but no for the most part i fucking hate it okay so there you go um i don't know man she's just like all these other these companies too we'll get into that bethesda changing their logo to a pride flag do whatever the fuck you want. Clearly, it's for money. You're a company. Everything you do is for money. Any, like, every little grammatical thing, every little thing you do is for money, which is fine. But it's so blatantly obvious when you guys change your logo to a rainbow. But then, in Russia, where you know it would fuck with your money, or the Middle East, you guys keep your logo. So obvious you don't give a fuck about the gay rights or gay movement. You see what they're doing to gay people in the Middle East or Russia? Oh, yeah. Like, Russia, it's terrible. They have a Russian James Charles. This motherfucker <laughs> shows up to do, like, a makeup tutorial at one of their makeup shops. These Russians just show up and start fucking throwing things at him, punching him. So if anybody needs your gay fucking pride support, it's probably those countries. But guess what? You're worried about your money, so you don't do it. You do it where it's safe, in the Western world, where we're fucking civil when it comes to gay people. And we don't give a shit. But don't get me started on it. Because you're also attention-seeking fuckers. You know what? While we're on it, fuck China. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Threatening nuclear war. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, like how they're like, I like how Biden gets into office, throws Trump's investigation out there. They're like, oh, we don't. That's racist. And then uh, everyone's like, wait, hold up, dude. I think China did this. And Biden's like, huh? <laughs> huh? Uh, yeah, we think we think China. We think they did this. Oh, oh shit myself! And they say, oh, okay, let's fucking start investigating it. And the China goes, if you guys, uh, guys, uh, they're starting to investigate us, so we're gonna start a nuclear war. Which it's pretty obvious that they did it at this point, right? When they're like, hey, can we investigate this? And China's like, up. Oh. They're over there loading the nuclear weapons. <laughs> yeah, I guess we gotta. I guess we gotta do this now. Fucking Jimmy Carter 2.0. I thought it was funny he posed with pictures of Jimmy Carter. <laughs> I think Jimmy Carter is more, has it together more than he fucking does. I think I'd rather have him in office. Man looks like a fucking raisin in that dress. <laughs> 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 I 
God, he looked terrible, man. That poor guy's been dead for 20 years. They just keep him propped up. Um, Jimmy Carter seems like a nice guy. He seems like a great guy. But Jesus, was he a bad president. Terrible president. Um... Yeah, Jimmy Carter 2.0, fuck China. I'm trying to get it all out right now. <laughs> oh, there's a meat shortage coming because uh, another hacker group got them. Did you see that? No. The beef industry. They, uh, I forget that the acronym it starts with a J. It's a big beef, the biggest beef company in the United States. Johnson Johnson. Yes. They, <laughs> um, they make baby lotion and <laughs> they cut up cows. So, That's how they make the vaccines. So more, probably more Russian hacker groups. Who knows? Uh, will we investigate that? No. We're more concerned about the CIA videos of... Have you seen the new one with the fucking librarian? No. He's like, I was I was always wanting to be a librarian. And it was so empowering when I saw the CIA. The CIA guy, he had a rainbow on his lanyard. Shut the fuck up. You know what we're supposed to be doing right now, CIA? Our infrastructure is under attack. China's going... They're loading their nuclear weapons, and you're over there like... When I saw that rainbow on his lens, shut the fuck. I don't give a fuck if you suck 20 cocks in a day if you're in the CIA. I don't give a fuck who you fuck or marry. Your job is to go fuck with them, and they're fucking with us real hard. And you're over there just, we make, the, this is what they said. We, um, I get a lot of board games together. We have, like, board game night. Kill me. Fucking shoot me. I'm so done with that shit. We, um, I just. We prep. We just get these board games together, these mind games, and we really get them thinking. Why don't you get them thinking about, uh, I don't know, fucking nuclear war with China? Um, the what, Whatever these terrorist uh, hacker groups, wherever they are. But uh, no, it's okay. We uh, rainbow lanyards and board <laughs> games. That's what the CIA should be worrying about. Glad my money's going towards something. Um, UFOs? Defense Department, you know, they're, uh, that's coming up, so, but good thing this is what we're worried about. And the Army, did you see the Army commercial? No. Something about my two moms or something. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. We don't give a fuck what, you can listen to me. World War Two. how many women <laughs> fought in that war? From what I hear, there was like a known thing, they were all lesbians. And you didn't hear them. They're fighting Nazis in fucking Imperial Japan, and they're yodeling in the valley the whole time they're on tour, eating vagina from this country to that country, and and nobody gave a shit. The, like, the one general was like, uh, we should uh, probably get rid of the gays. We need to get freaking some of these gay women out of here. And the guy's like, you could do that, but it's all of them. We'd have to fire all of them. He's like, okay, never mind. They were eating pussy from the fucking shores of Tripoli all the way to Berlin. And nobody gave a shit. I don't give a fuck. They're all heroes. I don't give a fuck what you eat and suck and fuck. As long as, it, why are we worried about this? They're just like, they inject it in every, every time you, and the fucking Russia and China are just laughing at us. <laughs> just giggling. <laughs> You guys see? You see the new CIA? Meanwhile, the KGB is like training to cut people's heads off and uh, literally executing people in airports. And our guys are like, "Well, we've been working on board games. We're having board game night tonight." <laughs> Shut the fuck! <coughs> Nobody gives a fuck who you're fucking. Um, but yeah, so Pride Month. Happy Pride Month! Just started yesterday. Same to you. Yeah, just started yesterday. Um. Um. I couldn't give a shit. 
Um, yeah, so that's how I'm feeling about that. I figured to get all that out at the beginning. Do you think you actually got it all out? I'd probably come back a little bit here that's and there. That's what I was thinking. I was going to say, be honest with yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's just disgusting what's happening right now. And fucking shit himself, Biden is in office. And all this crazy stuff's going on. Inflation's right around the corner. Uh, the gas shortage already fucked with the beef industry. You know, the beef industry is getting targeted by these hacker groups. That might be a good thing, though. I mean, who really wants beef? You know, I was thinking in the car, I was like, Casey's going to say, because you don't eat beef. I was like, Casey's going to be like, who the fuck cares? I knew no, I know. It's a big deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. For me. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. Nobody. Nope. That actually could fuck me over, because if there's less beef, everybody's going to go to something else, and then. Cheese all my pizza, st- buddy. Yeah, all my Coming for it. Gone. Yep. Gummies and cheese pizza. <laughs> Chicken tenders. Um, but yeah. That's how I'm feeling. Okay. Um, nothing else? You sure? Yeah, it's just culturally rotten. <laughs> Rotting at the core. No, because I don't disagree with you. I'll make one thing clear. Uh, I'll make one thing clear. I'm going to say clear, which has been funny. That's what I'm about to get at. <laughs> um, and I know you're the same so i'm not saying because of what you said i just know i say a lot of stuff on here that i feel like if somebody heard it and don't know me they would think that we're some crazy people that hate gay people or whatever and oh, hate yeah. everything i know i don't like i said i'm not trying to counteract you because i know how you actually feel i'm saying from other people's perspective that yeah i even making fun of the pronouns and everything i could care I care less if somebody wants to call themselves something. I I do think that's silly, I'll be honest. If I don't care, if somebody else does that. And that's a, the case with everything. If somebody else wants to do it and it's not harming anybody else, then I could literally care less. I just, I think people can't separate when you're mocking that. You're not mocking them for being gay or having different pronouns or any of that. You're mocking what they're doing and making it a point to point it out and have ulterior motives that are not that so i sound no always from what i think i know of you you feel the same way anyways i just thought i'd make that clear because even myself i know i mock all that stuff and like i said i will be honest i think the pronoun thing is a little silly but still it doesn't actually affect me if somebody doesn't go out of their way and that's why i mock her doing it or them doing it because <laughs> these yeah because it's not that they're doing that it's that they need to make a point and make other people react to that. And, you know, there's a ulterior motive and it's not that if they need that to be, ha- to be happy, then you don't need to tell everybody else and make it a point. You could do that and be happy doing that. You wouldn't need to tell everybody else and make people, other, other people around you change, which is probably the most frustrating thing about all that is that they do that to be themselves. And then, if you have any commentary on that, then you automatically are trying to, you're not letting them be themselves, even though by saying somebody else can't have commentary, then they can't be themselves with it, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. And then they're like, freedom of speech doesn't exist when it pertains to this because it's literally violence. These people kill themselves over this. They die. <laughs> Every time you say that, three of them dies. So how they act. So they say, like, oh, you can't, actually, freedom of speech doesn't pertain to this because it's actually violence. It's just a way for people to feel better about themselves. The people, they're, like, virtue signaling. That Even the people that aren't that way, they get so excited, like, 
uh, when somebody is like, hey, just uh, I'm a dude now, so you refer to me as uh, him, and then they're like, you get those people are so excited. They're just any time that they can say a gender in a sentence referring to that person, they're like, oh yeah, uh, he's over there. He. This is him's. This is they's. And they like it's like the first thing they want to tell you, or they're introducing them like this non-binary. <coughs> and uh, that's the shit that pisses me off. Like, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. Or if you're my friend and you're like, hey dude, can you refer to me as this? And it's like a mutual thing, and there's respect for both of us. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck who you're fucking. Yeah, that's why I say I know from everything I know about you. I feel like we're the same on that. I just feel like since the narrative is so fucking backwards with this, when anybody hears anybody talk like that, then they just assume you're probably making fun of it. Like, not you personally, like the royal you, me, whoever's doing it. And that's not what's happening at all, so... And and with the corporations, too, they don't give a fuck. If they oh, thought know. for a second it wouldn't make them money, like Russia, Middle East, where there should actually be people fighting for this stuff, Iran is throwing gay people off of roofs. Uh-huh. Russia's killing them. And the, well, not the Russian government, but the Russian... The gays are not accepted. Like, look at what happened to Pussy Riot. Um, You said Pussy Riot? You never heard about them? No. Oh, that's a crazy story. They're a <laughs> lesbian rock band from Russia. Okay. Called Pussy Riot. They got locked up. That's what the fuck happens over there. Meanwhile, Bethesda's like, We're with you. <laughs> but then Middle East are like, Yeah, fuck them gays. <laughs> High five, Russia. Yeah, it's like I, I know I've mentioned it multiple times on here, but with Star Wars, everybody talks about how Star Wars racist America is. And then in China, they literally remove the black guy off it and they won't release Star Wars there yeah. unless he's off it. Oh, while we're talking about them, do you see John Cena apologizing in Chinese? Uh-huh. Fuck him. <laughs> How do you have a movie called The Marine where you're the Marine America and then you're like, me how, bing chow, <laughs> bee bee, and you're like, shut the fuck up. Because he was also in China. He lived in China for a little bit, trying clearly trying to become, trying to get his movies big over there too where he would do these terrible... Like, what it's like in grocery stores. And he's basically shitting on America. He's like, look at all these fresh fruits and vegetables. And it's like, oh, America doesn't have those, do we? Um, and his apology for recognizing was Taiwan. Yeah. Taiwan, the country that is our ally, that we literally supported in World War II and in their civil war. Taiwan is a great country and... China dismantled any sort of history and just shit on all of Chinese culture and Taiwan preserved it and so now they want that shit back man they're flying bombers over Taiwan look up the history of Taiwan and the that that whole process and think for two seconds it's okay for John Cena to pretend that that's China it has nothing to do with the CCP and fuck you John Cena I was kind of indifferent about him I was like oh, I don't I stopped watching wrestling when he became big I don't really care either way about him. I think he's a hardworking guy. But go fuck yourself. Yeah. Hopefully one day I can say that to his face. <laughs> you piece of shit. You kowtowed to one of the worst, an empire of evil. And you're over there with your fucking half-assed Chinese. I think it goes back to what we're saying about all this, is that you put out these messages or you act like you care about things, but you prove that you don't by 
doing that because you only do that to the easiest extent and avoid the things that are actually the issues there. So if you actually care about those issues, you're doing the things that really matter, not where it's not an issue or obviously there is issues, but you know what I'm saying? They're very minimal compared to the things you could actually address. Yeah, and people are saying that, like, oh, it's really affecting Fast and Furious' sales in China. And it, may, it probably has to do with the fact you guys have made, like, a billion of them and people are bored. You're using magnets to pull cars <laughs> cars through buildings. It's fucking cool. And you think for you think that him just going, eh, oh, it was so innocent what he did, too. And once you, like, give China a little leeway, they'll, they'll take and take and take and take and take. This is not... Uh, this is nothing to stand by and just uh, just accept it or be okay with. Um, like it's hard. Like right now, I've been watching the NBA playoffs. It's been fun. It's been I enjoy it. But at the same time, like man, this guy's really just gave in to China. Kowtow to them too. But yeah, you're saying you're driving to Cincinnati and uh, you were thinking about uh, about how do you refer to uh, <laughs> the fuck's her name? Demi. Excuse you, Demi Lovato. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Demi Lovato. But that's all I was getting at was asking those questions. Um, but, yeah, you can tell by all these corporations. Again, that's why I mock them, not because I don't agree with their messages, because I have no issue with anybody doing anything if it doesn't affect somebody else. And I think what true equality is should be a obvious thing that shouldn't really be argued. But like most things, equality is and like um, feminism and racial injustice and all this shit is not what it's actually supposed to be because some of that is already figured out and then you go beyond that. Beyond. And then bingo. And then even the stuff that isn't, when you're there, you're not satisfied with it. So I agree with that stuff. And like I said, I don't know. Obviously, there is people that disagree with that, but I think majority of people would agree to all those things should be the case and everybody should be equal but i think that it's pretty obvious that people don't want equality they want more than that which goes against equality and um the corporation getting back to the corporations pointing those things out i feel like it's uh there's so many signs of that i know i mentioned it multiple times on here but all these corporations that when the pandemic first started were pushing about come to their business because they're not shutting down and they're going to keep operating and then as soon as they had to close down they all started putting up we're all in this together and um what was it flatten the curve that was one for a long time that i think people just forgot that was supposed to be like a two-week thing and uh all these cute little sayings that they all just share and share i love their sayings fauci ouchy and then as soon as they can reopen everywhere is just promoting to come back in, sell out places, everything's on sale. So it's pretty, pretty clear they didn't care about those things. And I know people make the argument that you're ignorant for saying that because it's completely different now because the vaccine's widely available. But like here in Ohio, less than 40% of people have the full vaccine. And if you go places now, the mask mandate just lifted today, but even before it was lifted officially, majority of people aren't wearing them now and not social distancing a lot of businesses already have taken down their barriers and their stickers and everything i don't know if you noticed that like amc well you oh, probably yeah. hadn't been there all their barriers are gone before that. I was like, what 
uh, that kind of stuff will just stay in place for a while. I mean, feel more, feel more comfortable, especially without masks and everything. So it even surprised me how fast that stuff went away, but that just shows how little you care because if less than 40% of this state is, popu- uh, is vaccinated, and it seems like, I would say from what I've seen, probably 80% of people are not following the mask and uh, social distancing. And not only that, they're doing the complete opposite. People are like right up on each other. I went to the Reds game, and it wasn't sold out. And they're not at full capacity for a couple more days. Or they're supposed to be today, I think, but the game got delayed. Um, but even at stadium, it was probably not even half full just because uh, they were still like, uh, not at capacity and not a lot of tickets were sold. Anytime you went to a line or escalator or something, it was just jam-packed people to people, and nobody was separated. Most people weren't wearing masks, and I don't care about that. I'm just trying to point out how ridiculous this is and that it was obviously – perception obviously has the biggest majority or biggest um, factor in all this, not the virus, not anything else, because if majority of people are not doing – are not following these rules and – majority of people or majority of people are yeah not following these rules and majority of people are not vaccinated then obviously majority of people doing this are neither of those and they're still okay with it and like at king's island you don't have to wear a mask and we were there and last time i was there the park was like half empty everything was super weird everyone was spaced out you had to wear a mask the lines were just nobody was within like um, probably two feet to each other. Everybody else was just jam-packed with shoulder to shoulder. Nobody's wearing masks. Everybody was talking. People were sneezing. And I was like, I don't... I remember having arguments with people that the world would never be the same. Uh, no, as soon as... It's all perception. I'm not saying all of it was fake, because I've said a thousand times I think it's real. But as far as the panic and how people act, it's perception. It goes back to what we're talking about. That you can try and make yourself feel better and point out what you're doing by following all these things and they feel like a better person and then as soon as people aren't doing that then you're okay to do it because you don't need to fit in anymore oh yeah i mean that's a big thing i just um i'm happy we went back so quick oh yeah me too that's why i was making clear i'm not like complaining how dare they do this i just yeah i thought you were uh i was one of those guys thought the mask thing would just be around for a long time and the shields and the gloves and the... I mean, like, when I was at AMC, there was a woman that, like... I don't know if this is what she was doing, but she had a mask on and saw me coming and, like, abruptly stopped and took, like, a wide path around me. It could be she was fucking walking to her theater, but in the back of my mind, I was like, was that, like, a performance there? Like... Oh my God! He's not wearing his mask and walk. <laughs> took a big wide turn around me because I mean, that's what most of this is. I mean, even like with the gay pride, um, and the Corona shit and uh, Black Lives Matter, it's a performance by people to show how great they are. Meanwhile, they're not doing anything or being redundant or hypocritical or I'm um, just concerned about the bottom line. <coughs> no, for sure, and I know you. That's obviously anecdotal, anecdotal what I did, and that's just our state, but I've also have traveled to multiple states since all this has started, and you can see as things, other states that you go to when they're open and how completely different it is immediately. Oh, yeah, I'm sure West Virginia, that shit was never... Yeah. <laughs> I love Zeke. I've been, I've been watching this uh, this show 
that Joe Rogan likes a lot. It's this chemist that goes around and studies drugs, and he partakes in them and like is way into the science behind them. And uh, do you remember like <laughs> ten years ago? Or no, it'd be even longer. God, like fifteen years ago, the early days of YouTube, when people would do, um, um, oh shit, what's that drug called? Um, Hannah Montana got into shit for doing it. Miley Cyrus uh, in the early days. Molly. No, 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 no. It was before that. It was back when she was still country and innocent. Uh, so was the Salvia. Salvia. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever watch any of the Salvia videos on YouTube? No. There's a big series too where a guy was like. I'm going to try to drive while I'm on Salvia and clearly can't even like start the car because it, it fucks with you that bad. But it's legal for a long time. And then all of these, as it is, these old ass politicians are like, uh, do you see how he's acting on the Salvia? <laughs> Fucking career. Poli- That's another thing. Being a politician should not be a career. Um, founding fathers were pretty clear on that. Uh, but fuck them. Um, but they're like, look at all these states, and they're like, name of. So every time you see one of these things, like, look at all these places where it's illegal. And West Virginia is always just, they don't give a fuck. I love West Virginia. When I was growing up, I was like, God, West Virginia is so backwards, Ugh. like living in Virginia. Thinking like, oh, that's the real idiots. But now I'm like, man, they were on just, they're on to something. It's such a, it's like a little libertarian holdout. So, yeah. Um, I love West Virginia. Beautiful state, too. Just a little methed out in some areas. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is even more exciting. I love white trash. Anything else randomly you want to talk about before we get into the show? Did you ever watch uh, Wonderful Whites of West Virginia? No. That Johnny Knoxville documentary? No. Buddy, you're missing out. That's right up your fucking alley. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so great. I think the one of the opening scenes is a fucking... Uh, methed out. Well, they didn't really do meth. I take that back. Sorry, prescription pills. It's the whites, Jessica, Jessica White's family, in the the hollers. Uh, I think one of the opening scenes, the guy's just fucking got his dick out walking around the living room. It's so I just like the hardest I ever laughed in a movie. I watched first time I watched it was with my parents. God. Um. And it's just right up Jackass's alley. Like it, it's, we need to we get a group together and watch it. I'd be down. It's so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sad as shit because you realize, like, yeah, this is really happening. We still need to do our jackass marathon, anyway, so we could throw that in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think uh, Johnny Knoxville. I think it was even uh, it was a Dick House. What was there? Yeah, Dick House. Dick House. Um. But yeah, West Virginia is a great place. <laughs> Someone gave me forty acres in Charleston. I'm down. The outskirts of Charleston. I'd go. My 40 acres and a mule. <laughs> Is that racist now to say? I don't think so. Because that's what was given to slaves, right? 40 acres and a mule? Is that what they got? Oh, I don't know then. What is, is the, what is the history behind that now? I'm not sure. Be careful just blatantly saying that. You want to talk about the Black Lives Matter imploding too? Their leadership? Oh. Uh, they I got their millions now. They're checking out. Yeah. How many how many homes do they own? Like 16 homes. And now they're all just like, yeah, we're going to let the fight go on to somebody else. And they just disappear with millions of dollars. Because mm-hmm. all these corporations donated to them. This is the big trendy thing to do. Where do you think that fucking money went when the, the head uh, Miss Marxism, Miss uh, Fuck Capitalism with her 17 homes? 
Um, what was I looking up? Oh. Origins of 40 Acres and a Mule. According to NPR, the Freedmen's Bureau, depicted in this 1868 drawing, was created to give legal title for Field Order 15, better known as 40 Acres and a Mule. As the Civil War was winding oh. down 150 years ago, Union leaders gathered a group of black ministers in Savannah, oh, Georgia. Oh, yeah, so it definitely is racist to say that, isn't it? Yeah, as soon as the story kept going, so it sounds more and more like it's heading there. Yeah, the Freedmen. I, just, I think the dead giveaway was the Freedmen's Bureau. <laughs> that's why I said, I didn't know, once you said more, I just thought you meant mule. mule. I was like, I, don't, I didn't think that was a racist term, but yeah, the whole thing, I was like, oh, maybe I don't know. I mean, that's a saying I heard a lot of people say, like, oh, I'll get my 40 acres and a mule. You've heard people say that before, too, right? I feel like I have, but I actually don't know. Maybe I just made it up. I'll see. Uh, my... What is that called? My unconscious bias just popped out. Anything else you want to talk about, buddy? No, that's it. All right. We can get to uh, things we forgot about from the weeks before. Do you have anything? Uh, No, not that I know of. Nothing you want to say before Ryan comments? Uh, Who knows? All right. We'll just leave it at that. Ryan, feeling comment? I forgot. Well, I actually started to. Oh, I love you. Okay, there you go. Yep. He probably wouldn't comment anyways. He's all talk. I mean, where is our where is our email, Ryan? Come on. James is probably going to stop watching or listening if you don't send him his email soon. But I was talking last week when I was talking about going to the Avalanche game in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And I said I knew I was going somewhere with it when I was talking about their fans and how it was kind of hard to root against them because they were being nice and I don't have that, like, true connection to the Avalanche like I do the Red or the uh, – um, Blue Jackets, the Reds came up here in a second. That's why I said that. And one of the stories I have about them was not even being in St. Louis. And it was watching the Reds play them. And the Cardinals are a rival of the Reds. They're a St. Louis baseball team, obviously. And I remember watching it. It was Father's Day. I remember watching it with my dad in 2004. And Ken Griffey Jr. hit his 500th home run against the Cardinals in St. Louis. And the entire crowd um, gave him a standing applause, or a standing ovation, not applause, and did it for like five minutes. And I was like, that's so crazy. That I know that that's supposed to be a thing just like out of respect because it's so rare the player does that. But I feel like if that happened in Chicago, I don't think that would have been the same reaction. And that's another Reds rival. So it's weird because even with a rival, that being a rival team, it's hard to really hate them because, man, they just seem like such genuine people. That I mean, there's not, like, um, a portion of them, massive assholes, or you could run into the wrong person or whatever. But generally, it just seems like they're nice, normal people. I'm like, man, it's so hard to root against. I, not, I'm never going to root for them. But even if I was there watching the Reds game, unless somebody's being a massive asshole, I feel like it would just be kind of weird being in an environment like that where – it doesn't seem like people are, like, against you, which is kind of the, the point of sports is, like, the rivalries and everything. I don't know. It's just weird. Well, it's also weird to think how long that motherfucker's career was. In 2004, <laughs> he was still playing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I think uh, I think he ended up getting around 600 home runs. So he played for a while after that, or maybe did get 600. I'll have to look that up. And the other thing I was going to talk about was another weird thing about going to that game was their arena was super nice. And it's not ni- as nice as Nationwide Arena, but I thought it was, like, somewhat comparable. 
And what's crazy about that is the nationwide was built in uh, 2000, and their stadium, their arena was built in 1967. And I would not have known that. It definitely, once I figured that out, there were some things that you could tell are kind of outdated, and the setup of it you could tell was not like the highest seats would not be as good as nationwide arena. But that just goes to show if you keep up with something, you don't need to build a new stadium every 15 years if you take care of something. And there are some things that were even better than the Blue Jackets game, like every urinal at this arena had a... Like a colored and white sign? <laughs> had a, a TV that was actually like decent TV at every urinal. Yeah. And uh, the Blue Jackets have just an audio playing audio, in the bathroom. Yeah. I think part of that to be fair, even though I'm complimenting him, I think part of that is that you are behind the curve. You don't have a new arena, so you kind of have to compensate for it, kind of like when people talk about Microsoft and Sony. Microsoft's behind Sony, so they kind of have to go all out while Sony can kind of lay back. So I think part of that is reacting, knowing you have an old arena, so you have to compensate for that. But still, like I said, it shows that if you take care of something, that you don't need to rebuild something every 15 years. You know who obviously had a really old ass arena was uh new albany or albany Gee, oh new yeah albany. that yeah that thing yeah, i don't know when it was, was built like but time machine yeah <laughs> that was crazy <laughs> yeah i think they've renovated it since we've been there i'm sure st louis has because if they haven't done anything since 67 then obviously it probably wouldn't have that feel to it but like i said that shows that if you do take care of it and obviously renovating is part of taking care of it you don't just leave it the way it was or the ticket booths at Albany, too. Remember that? Oh, yeah. It was nonsense. Probably there's still lines at ticket booths, too. Like, <laughs> that's still a fucking thing. Probably don't, you'd be like, oh, I have a QR code? Yeah. That was all of us. We need to get to uh, Crescent's question feedback. Unfortunately, no emails this week, Brian. Um, do you have anything, sir? No. I know you and a few people that watch and listen to the podcast were saying the audio has been a bit messed up, so we try to compensate for that this episode, so... Hopefully it'll be better. Let us know in the comments. And if you have any questions, questions, or feedback, you can send to currentbackloggers at gmail.com. Anyone get into the news, buddy? Yeah, we get to the news. Yeah. Um, I was not ready, though. Let's go to tax. The news. Uh, this first bit of news is from IGN. More like God of when? Good one. Thank you, sir. Uh, Sony has announced that the sequel to God of War has been delayed to 2022. It's weird that we're this far in the future. That 2022 is like one of those things a little kid is like mm-hmm. when the, the movie or video game is pretending to be in the future. Yeah, anything at past 2019 seemed that way to me. Like yeah. the 2020s. 2022, that just sounds like a made-up year. Yeah. Uh, and will be released on both PS5 and PS4. Somebody's calling me. Should I answer this live? Oh, God, that's up to you. Let's see what happens. Hello? Hello? Are you in the podcast mode right now? Yeah, you're on the show right now. Uh, hello, show. Um, how are you? I have a Warzone-related question. I know it's stupid, but... Uh, I'm I sure Casey would be number. happy to answer. I need your phone number. You need my phone I number? Need, like I need to use it. They're going to send you a text. I need you to send me that verification code. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure it's okay with you. Um, 
Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. Uh, Warzone skill-based matchmaking is so hard that I have to make new accounts, and they require phone numbers now. <clears throat> so that's why I'm doing this. That's when you know you went too far. All right, buddy. So uh, Casey said that's when you know you go you've gone too far. <laughs> I've told Casey I do this. I don't want to hear it from him. <laughs> I know I have an issue. It's just too damn hard. <laughs> skill-based matchmaking is too crazy. All right. So I'll just text you the code then. Yes, sir. Thank you for your time, Channel, Casey, and Cody. Yeah, you're Aww. welcome, sir. Love you. Bye. Hey, Casey said love you. Uh, I love him, too, and I love you. Oh, I love you, too, buddy. Okay, ta-ta. Bye. Um, the news, that's what we were doing for. So, yeah. I'll just start this. Oh, fucking software update. Um, Sony's announced that the sequel of To God of War has been delayed till 2022 and will be released on both PS5 and PS4. Head of PlayStation Studios, Herman Holst. That sounds like a like a German villain, doesn't it? Yeah. Ah, weird. Herman Holst. He is German? like that, yeah. Oh, see, I he knew it. He has a thick accent, not that bad, but... Announced on news, uh, announced the news on PlayStation blog in a Q&A. While he shared that Horizon Forbidden West is still on track to release this holiday season, God of War started a little later. So the decision was made to push the game to 2022 to ensure it is the amazing God of War game that we all want to play. Uh, they are frankly affected by access to performance, capture, and talent, Holst said. Uh, for Horizon, we think we are on track to release this holiday season, but this isn't quite certain yet, and we're working as hard as we can to confirm that. Quote, and for God of War, the project started a little later, so we've made the decision to push that game out to next year. Something's got to give. It can't be the quality of our titles and surely won't be the health of our well-being of our amazing team. Santa Monica Studios shared a similar message on Twitter, thanking, um, We remain focused on delivering a top-quality game while maintaining the safety and well-being of our team. Creative partners and families, with this in mind, we've made this decision to shift our release window to 2022. Sounds like something uh, HR wrote for them. <laughs> that was all of it, right? That's all of it, yep. Um, I'm not surprised. I think I've said on here that I've been surprised that actually came out this year. And I definitely said that this was the first game that people thought might be PS5 only. I definitely thought it was going to be both of them. It would have been... I wish it would be PS5 exclusive, and I wouldn't blame them. Just seeing how they've been handling it is why I thought they'd do PS4. I can see why people thought it might be the first one, because so far off, even if it did, didn't get delayed. But I just... Them doing... Horizon as both of them. I was like, I think God of War is going to be both. I don't know when they're going to stop that eventually. And I'm, he said in there that they seem to, for, uh, Horizon Forbidden West seems to be on track to come out this year. So mm -hmm. that tells me that there's probably a good chance that gets delayed because he didn't say they're confident it'll be this year, that it's for sure. So I wouldn't be surprised that gets delayed too. And then, I don't know, they have... Ratchet and Clank, but I don't know what else Sony really has this year. Deathloop, I guess. Well, I I, I definitely think it, should, it all should be PS5s uh, yeah. games. I thought this was like Sony's thing. Um, and it makes the next console exciting. gives you reason to buy them. Um, but maybe it's because you can't fucking buy one. 
Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, uh, you say you're behind on sacred symbols, right? Yeah. I haven't listened since January 1st. Because the argument they've made, and that's I was kind of thinking it too, because I do think that's a an argument to make, but I think the counter-argument is something I brought up here, on here before about how long it took to get the Wii, and nobody thought that games shouldn't come out for the Wii exclusively. Nobody made those arguments when things weren't coming to GameCube and the Wii. So I just think that's a weird argument to make that because you can't get one, games shouldn't come out for it. And especially when we've seen that PS5 is the fastest selling console ever. So you're kind of just fucking, even if oh, everyone that wants it can't get it, then you're kind of fucking over the people that have been the most loyal to be able, be able to get it. You know, well, everybody gets to play the games and there's no benefit really for you having this thing. So I feel like that could go both ways. Oh, no, definitely. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. With this chip shortage um, that Biden was supposed to be figuring out, uh, thank you, China. I It's fucked with cars. It's fucked with everything. I think it's going to be quite a while before we see these things regularly available. It sucks. But... Um, I think this goes beyond the Wii thing, though. I think Nintendo inflates that shit uh, artificially. Artificial um, shortages. Oh, no, they definitely do. They've even admitted that. I'm saying as far as the principle, though, like, I don't think anybody thought that argued the game shouldn't come out on just the Wii exclusives. I don't feel like that was an ever, an ever an argument or any system ever. There's definitely a lot more PS4s than GameCubes, and they could be looking at a money side, too. Oh, yeah, I definitely... Yeah, I get the business end of it. I just think, like you said, it goes against their history of what they've done. And also, like I said, you're... I feel like kind of screwing over the fastest-selling console in console history at the same time, too. You know, yeah. more PS4s. PS5's on track to somehow beat that. IGN. Crisis... Averted. <laughs> um, that's another Casey title. Thank you, Casey. You're welcome, sir. Uh, Crytek has announced that remasters of Crisis 1, 2, and 3 will be bundled together as the Crisis Remastered trilogy and as standalone purchases in the fall 2021. Crytek shared the details of this new and enhanced collection that is being optimized in partnership with Saber Interactive, revealing that, it'll be, revealing that it will be available on PlayStation xbox nintendo switch and pc all three crisis games will um sorry message popped up uh will play even smoother on ps5 and xbox series x slash s if you can find them <coughs> crisis remastered was released in 2020 after delay due to mixed re fan reactions to leaked footage of the game many reacted positively to the improved visuals, and it's safe to assume these new remasters will benefit from the troubles of the first. In addition to a number of visual improvements, get ready, this is quite the list. <laughs> the first crisis will also include high-quality textures up to HK, 8K, HDR support, temporal anti-alien... Uh, analyzing? Anti-analyzing? Is that how you say that? Aliasing. Anti-aliasing. Aliasing. Yeah. Anti-aliasing. Screen space, directional occlusion... SSDO in parentheses, global illumination in parentheses, FVOGI. 
state-of-the-art depth of field, new lighting settings, motion blur, parallax, occlusion mapping, screen space reflection and shadow, SSR and SSS, as well as the new and updated particle effects and more. Furthermore, Crisis Remastered features X featured ray tracing on PSC, NVIDIA, RTX GPUs, but that's not all. Xbox One X and PS4 Pro for a small price of twenty nine ninety nine. Um, I don't know if that's the price. I just made that up. It sounded <laughs> like an infomercial. I was going to say it already seemed like that. And then uh, he gave that at the end. You're talking about, and that's not all. Yeah. Um, I, it's, a, it's a generic trilogy. I never thought the stories were that captivating in these games. Um, I feel like the first one, when I was in high school, was just how all these nerds were like, Does it run Crisis? <laughs> What does it run Crisis at? And I feel like that was the only thing the game was known for was these, for people to be like, does it run Crisis? Crisis is beautiful. <laughs> I had a friend that bought this crazy expensive um, PC in high school, and he like brought me over and started up Crisis, and I uh, was like, isn't that cool? That's cool, man. What do you think about Crisis? I don't know. I've been past first <laughs> mission, but doesn't this look good? That's PC game in a nutshell. I like, yeah, it looks good, man. But at the same time, I just I don't know. Um, I played all the Crisis games, but on Xbox 360. That's why I did. Well, I played two and three. I one wasn't available on Xbox for a long time, and then maybe the remaster is the first time it came out. Yeah, I don't. Uh, the second and third one's the only one I really remember too, actually. Yeah, I feel like I tried the demo maybe because only I bought the first one because I was like, oh man, I like the other two. And I think I remember being like, this is not very good. And maybe that's, like I said, the, the reaction to it wasn't that hot. So I'm actually excited about the trilogy. I've thought about Crisis 2 and 3 somewhat often, not all the time. The story is kind of whatever. I just think the uh, the world's really cool with the uh, aesthetic of it. And I think the gameplay is really solid. And what, No, I had to play the first one on 360 because I remember the story. Is, don't you just like show up in North Korea and you find North Koreans and I don't know where it's actually aliens. I thought you're I don't know, I thought it was on a, in the jungle. Is that Yeah, there, I don't think there's any fucking jungles in North Korea. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. The second one I don't know if you played multiplayer. I thought the multiplayer is fucking awesome. Yeah, I did. I don't know if that's going to be a part of it, and even if it is part of the package, I think it's going to be hard to keep an audience, which is going to be unfortunate, so I wouldn't be surprised they don't put it in there. Um, but I'd be curious to try the first one, especially Saber Interactive's handling it, which is uh, the main team behind the Master Chief collection, which we came to this realization I showed you lately that I guess that's hated on, and they do a terrible job, but I disagree with that fully, so... I'm excited to see what they can do, especially the first one, since I'm not sure if I ever really experienced that. And then the second one is my favorite, and the third one I thought was good, not as good as the second. So I'm excited for the trilogy. Yeah, it'd be fun to go through and play them, but I just find the stories being real generic yeah. and only being known because it looked beautiful. Yeah, I definitely know that with the first one. That was uh, something that stuck out with me. I never played it for that. Desert One Crisis? <laughs> How well is it One Crisis? <laughs> Um, I'll never forget I was in high school I think it was my senior year It was like the That or the My junior year I can't remember We all went to We'd go to Virginia Tech Had these labs And uh, These same guys Had gotten Kicked out of a library Or got us kicked out of there Because they wouldn't Shut the fuck up About uh, um, 
NVIDIA versus not NVIDIA. What's the other? Yeah, is it the processors? AMD versus uh, yeah, Intel. Uh, yeah, not the graphics cards, but um, yeah, they got a full blown art, like a legit, like they're gonna start throwing punches about about those two versus each other. I think we have two friends that are like that. I think that's <laughs> the, their true hatred for each other. Really, that's where it started. And especially because they're playing league. But also kind of, th- it was a throwback too. I didn't think about this till I saw a YouTuber upload a video on it. Was Battlefield Heroes? Do you remember you were hearing about that game? Yeah, that's uh, that was PC exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. That was one of the first actual PC games I played, and I oh uh, really? Yeah, I had fun with it. Where'd you play it? At home or something? Yeah, I think that would have been. When did that come out? Two thousand nine. I think I got Ten. a PC that could just run it, or uh, a laptop that could just run it. Because it's browser based. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it's definitely. I got it on my laptop and it can actually run it. So that was why it was one of the first PC games I played. I mean, I played stuff when I was younger, like Breakout and that kind of stuff, but like the first real PC game. Yeah, it's uh, way ahead of its time. That should look like Fortnite. Yeah. And very similar. Um, 2009, I was right. Look at me. But they also had another Battlefield game that came out at the same time. It's a Chinese uh, game. Um, they took in Battlefield and tried to adapt to the Chinese market, and you could play, I think, is what it was. I think they tried to do something similar to Halo in Russia. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, those are the good old days, man. Sometimes I think about it. It's hard to think that that shit was fucking over 10 years ago, uh-huh. though. I hate that. Oh, yeah. Um, that's when we all made the jump to Facebook, too. So we all first got our Facebooks, and it was weird being like, can't rate your friends anymore. Yeah, because I, I was still on MySpace. Like, guys, I'm not getting rid of my MySpace. Like, like, you don't. Just have both of them. I never looked back. Never fucking got back on my MySpace. Um, the next article is from Cinema Blend. No yeah. title. Casey. Oh, I think I meant to add one there. Awkward. Um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are heading back to the big screen. Though it won't be the versions we saw in 2014-2016, instead it was announced the last year an animated reboot centered on heroes in a half shell is on the way with Seth Rogen, Boo, and Evan Goldberg attached to produce. Cut to today, Rogen has dropped an intriguing tease for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot with a cool image, among other things, shares the movie's release date. Taking to social media, Seth Rogen, Boo, shared this page to, of notes that Leonardo, the blue masked member of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I thought they talking about the painter. It's a good thing they specified. <laughs> uh, put together, <laughs> there's... <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, there's a lot to, to, pour, uh, to pour over here. But first, take a look at the date in the top right-hand corner. August 11th, 2023. Also sounds like a made-up date. <laughs> uh, it um, might be, too. I'd be surprised it actually came out on that day. That also happens to be the same day that we'll get to see the... TMNT reboot in theaters. Uh, just I like Seth Rogen. I think he's um, he'll be able to handle this well and do something creative with it. I agree. And uh, Evan Goldberg, I know that's the main dude that always works with him, so that excites me. And I'm always going to have a ready for this a soft spot for the hard shell. You know what I'm saying? Um, growing up like Ninja Turtles and even the uh, reboot ones that I know people make fun of, I enjoyed those for what they were. The ones with Megan Fox and the cringy moments, I still enjoyed them. I feel like it was right before I was going into high school, there was an animated one from Nickelodeon that I also liked. Yeah, I liked that one as well. So there's actually 
been quite a bit of Ninja Turtles I like. I feel like Ninja Turtles are like Star Wars or a lot of these properties where people are like, oh, I dropped off here. It starts sucking there. I think there's definitely some Ninja Turtles stuff that is unwatchable for me. But I don't think there's like a certain date where I'm like, yeah, Ninja Turtles sucks now. I've always consistently liked it throughout different periods of time. There's a really good documentary on TMNT, the creators. Really? Yeah, it was two guys and one guy got really fucked over. Yeah, um, I think they got into dispute, and um, they he ended up losing a bunch of money because eventually it got sold to Nickelodeon. Um, and they put them as half their racing crew in their first <laughs> racer. That's right. I don't want to say he's broke now, but he's definitely not doing as well as the other guy. And the other guy is more of the business mind, like hats, t-shirts, action figures. Because initially it was, uh, I'm sure like everybody knows, everybody likes to throw this fact around. And actually, TMNT started out as an adult comic. It was right. violent. Um, so I feel like that was his more his vision of it. So it'd be kind of cool if someone did that vision of it. Shell yeah. Shell yeah, like a Deadpool TMNT. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> be great. <laughs> um, be fucking awesome. But, all right. This one's from Games Radar. <laughs> More like a loud place. A quiet place too has landed in theaters, and it didn't do so quietly. Ooh. Yeah, I was gonna do one like that, but that's all I was gonna already close. <laughs> Fuck. What are the odds? The horror sequel made fifty-seven million in the U.S. during its opening weekend, a new record for the pandemic, reaching a further twenty-two million at the international box office. Uh, this figure is especially impressive when you consider that A Quiet Place, which came out two years uh, pre-pandemic in 2018, made $50 million during the same period. Of course, the profit margins are a whole different ball game when it comes to the sequel. The first movie only cost $17 million. That's crazy. Uh-huh. The price of A Quiet Place 2 adds up to $61 million, but it's still miles ahead of other recent releases. The movie is set to move to Paramount's streaming platform, Paramount Plus, 45 days after its the- theatrical release, which I think helped it a lot. Um, Monster Mash blockbuster Godzilla vs. Kong previously held the record just making over $48 million, and I guarantee that movie cost probably $300 million to make. Uh, it's opening weekend, though it was also released on HBO Max, Disney's villain origin story Cruella, which premiered uh, simultaneously in theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access comes in third place, making $26.5 million at the box office this past weekend. Uh, I just watched it today. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Um, it's kind of cool, too, because I feel like he takes a lot of things from other movies, other horror movies mm-hmm. from different decades, and have combined them all into this very original great movie i don't um they don't force you they show you like um it's not like hey we're about to run out of this oxygen and they say it a thousand times to you instead they just fucking show you which i think is important um i'm really happy for it yeah um i think well, I guess we'll get more in the movie when we talk about what we've been seeing. But as far as that, yeah, I'm thrilled to see that because I know there's this weird crowd that seems to hate movie theaters and like want it to die, and I don't really understand that. And I wanted to survive, and I'm excited that something like this shows that that can be a thing, especially when 
life will never be the same and we're uh just getting out or just starting to get out of it and life seems to go back to normal pretty fast so i'm okay with that i feel uh, bad the workers still have to wear all their masks though. yeah god damn that's why i thought it'd be a good compromise just to leave all the shit up like the shields and everything and then you know yeah they can take it down and then so uh, then everybody still has that protection or whatever if they want it but i don't know uh, Kong's budget was $155 million. Oh, that's not bad, then. Yeah, I would guess I'm higher than that, too. I just looked it up so we knew. What did it make worldwide? It made $436 million. That's good. Yeah. I think that was all the news, right? Uh, yeah, you had um, one in there about um, a fan had uh, re-edited and uploaded a version of the Mario Bros., Mm-hmm. movie yeah wanted to check that out it looked pretty good yeah i thought i was right up your alley i'd be curious to see it i've seen that movie before i don't know if i can i used to i was gonna say watch it all the time as a kid i watched it multiple times and i was always horrified i thought it was so weird <laughs> even as a kid so is it interesting i don't know if i should watch it or not though if you do let me know what you think okay the only other thing i had i took a screenshot nintendo announced when their e3 press conference will be or their nintendo direct and that is going to be June 15th at, uh, should I have it on here? Yeah, there it is. 12 o'clock our time, so noon. They nice. said it'll be roughly 40 minutes. Uh, and it's focused exclusively on Nintendo Switch software, mostly releasing in 2021, which means no Switch Pro at this thing, or hopefully they call it the uh, Super Pro. I mean the Super Switch, not Super Pro. But I think they're going to call it the Switch Pro, and I think the Super Switch is a way fucking cooler name, and goes back to their heritage, which I think would be really cool. Um, there is another Bloomberg report today that said that, I don't know if you saw it, that production has actually started on the Pros, and that they think pre-orders will start June 4th. I don't know if that's true or not. If it is, I don't, can't imagine Nintendo wouldn't talk about it at their Direct, but maybe they do their own thing, they announce it, and then... They yeah, use their cool. direct to be able to talk about the software you can get with it. Or they could be like, it's available to pre-order now. Yeah. We'll see. I could see an announcement like that. Does I think the fact that they say it's focused on exclusively on Nintendo Switch software, Exclusive. I feel like they're trying to get people to realize it's not going to be hard, no new hardware. But we'll see. That seems like a prime time for an exciting announcement. So that's Monday? Uh, June the 15th. Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. So, oh wait, no, that's Tuesday. That's Tuesday? Yeah. The 12th is Saturday, so Sunday's 13th, Monday 14th, Tuesday's 15th. The last day of E3. That's a good place to be. Yep. Any media pickups this week? I don't have no. any. No? Look at us. What have you been playing? Oh, just Call of Duty, man. Oh, actually, yeah, there has been some pickups. Okay. But in true uh, Cody fashion, it's not physical. It is. Uh, hold on, I got a crazy updates on. Uh, okay, I don't know if the app was fucking up. Um, I picked up. Uh, trying to play some games come out for this year, so for the end of the year game awards thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I picked up, which is not from this year. Oh fuck! God damn it! <laughs> what? A sacred symbols. Oh, twin breaker. Twin breakers was on sale. Pick that up, and then um, 
damn it, what is that that American manga that became a movie with Michael Sarah? Oh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World or whatever. Does that have online? Because I'd totally be down to play that. I haven't bought it. S- Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Because I love that game on the 360. So pick that up. That came out this year, but it's technically a remake. But the reason I mentioned Sacred Symbols is I want to play that before Herbroxia. Yeah, I think it's... I haven't played enough of Herbroxia, but I think Sacred Symbols is definitely better for... At least I like it more. I shouldn't say it's better. I think you'll definitely like it more. And it still could be for the award show because you didn't play it last year or didn't finish it last year, obviously, since you didn't play it. So we're going to have the one best game from a year before that you didn't play. So that could still be a for the award show. Yep. Um, what have you been playing? Bes- anything besides Call of Duty? No. No. So I, I've downloaded those two, and hopefully that'll be mentioned on the next episode. Okay. I played a little bit of uh, Warzone myself. What? Last night, yep. And then... Who'd you play with? Nick and uh, Derek. Just for a few rounds. You should play it tonight, too. We'll see. You, that should be a yes. Because he just got a new account... Means we're gonna get some normie lobbies, not that fucking shit he plays on. He's serious. Though. I'm serious. That their matchmaking is ass. We're playing professional COD players. Well, we should play instead. It's yeah. on Game Pass, so it's free for everyone. Knockout City. That's that dodgeball game they showed at one of the press conferences, and me and him. No, we played Call of Duty two nights ago because me and him played Knockout City last night. Uh huh. And I'll it is that download. It's small. Okay. It's under 15 gigabytes. And it is fucking fun. I think it's a game that if you play it too much, you're, there's not doesn't seem to be a lot of content there. So I think it's going to be the kind of game where people overplay it and then say the game sucks and then be done with it. But I think sprinkled in with other games, I think it could be fun for a long time. I can see them updating a lot. And it seems to be successful because they took the smart route of going to Game Pass and PlayStation Plus and all these avenues. Because when I saw the game, I thought it looked cool, but I think it was another game that could have been dead on arrival if they didn't handle it right. What's it called again? Knockout City. It's a dodgeball game, which is already unique for games. It's not un- unheard of, but it's unique. And it has a lot of, not as far as gameplay, the feel and the art style reminds me a lot of, or the presentation, I guess, reminds me a lot of Overwatch slash Splatoon, which is really? two good, yeah, two good things for me. And then it's just fucking pure fun. It's a game that I think definitely be amplified with people you know playing. Like, I think if I wasn't playing Derek last night, I'd be like, yeah, it's kind of fun. But I think it's a perfect game with friends, especially you can do three-on-three or five-on-five. And I think if we had us three, it would be so much fun. Or even more fun if you could do old-school gaming and get, like, six people and have a team you know play against or, like, System Link. I think it would be fucking amazing. And... The thing I like is there's some mechanics in there that change it up. It's not just regular dodgeball. Like if uh, you press Y, you can do like a lob. Or if you press B, you'll do like a, a one-is style like curve around a wall. There is more than just throwing the ball and hitting people out. But at the same time, it is pretty simplistic, which I like. So there's stuff that you can get better at and it's not just boring. But it's not overall it's so much bullshit and a learning curve. It takes like five minutes and you pick it up and you can be good at it, which is refreshing. And it was also refreshing the way that I said, it kind of reminded me of those two things. Um, presentation wise art style and design kind of jet set radio too. Oh, I can see that. I, 
I think once you play it, if you play it, you'll see it's those two things. I think you'll see them as well. And it reminds me of Splatoon in a way, just like something different and fun and not take it so serious. And Easy about to learn, everything. hard to master. Yeah, maybe. I don't even know if I haven't played it much. I'm sure there's a way to master it. But that's the thing I like that kind of just seems like you could get better at it, but there's not like a mastering point and the game's over if you get there. Like Splatoon? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's on Game Pass. I think we should totally, even if we don't, I know you guys are playing Call of Duty tonight, but we should do that. Oh, I'm down. Me and Derek already have it. Um, and then besides that, I'll play a little more Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Still on Mass Effect 1. Haven't played enough of it, but still enjoying it. And that's all I've been playing this week. Uh, what have you been watching? Um, let me get the name of this. It's got a weird name. He was on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's talked about the show a lot. Kind of like the guy, too, because uh, his show is big. And then Joe Rogan's like, you can do another season? He's like, I don't think so, man. I'm just going to. He's got like a normal-ass job in Philadelphia and disappeared. But it's uh, <coughs> Hamilton's Pharmacopedia. This is a really smart chemist guy that likes drugs and goes around and talks about drugs and their origins, mainly psychedelics. Um interesting and then a quiet place should we do a little we usually don't do this but since we've both seen it and it's relatively new should we do a little spoilery spoilery thing here sure. or should we put the end of the episode so we don't have to be like skip ahead five minutes yeah we put the end i guess okay we'll do that so after the credits game show yeah we'll get back to the game show i want to get it i told you i think off camera i don't think we talked about it I want it to be more even, not because I'm losing, but that would be the fun of it, like seeing what the standings is at the end of the year. Fucking cop and out. it's so unbalanced right now, so i gotta got to rework it to make it more fair. Gotta give me a handicap. <laughs> but I've been watching a little more 30 Rock, your favorite show. I'm not completely caught up, but I'm trying to uh, get caught up on uh, Star Wars, The Bad Batch. Me Star Wars. Me and Daniel watched a few more episodes, so I think we're only an episode or two behind. The Quiet Place, which we'll talk about later. And then that same day, I also saw Cruella. That looks terrible. It was good. Nothing great. Um, I will say, I loved, I think we talked on here, my um, affection for Dalmatians, the dogs themselves, but especially the movies. And there's very minimal Dalmatians, so I wasn't too excited about that. I will say one thing. We talked a couple months ago, who else could play Harley Quinn? I never thought it would be uh, Emma Stone, but it could totally be Emma Stone if you see, see this. That. Really? Already? I was going to yeah. I thought you'd be like, I don't see that at all. Because I couldn't until I saw this, and I feel like she pulled off really well. I still don't think as well as Margaret Robbie, Robbie, but. Oh, and you got to think for big eyes. Mm-hmm. I feel like Emma Stone's got, like, the biggest eyes. She has a. <laughs> now you're giving me the big eyes? Yeah. A little bit. Her voice. I think a lot of people like her voice. It kind of, it kind of annoys me. It sounds like it's painful when she talks. That's why I don't like it. I love I her like voice. It's like raspy to the point where I'm like, that sounds like you're hurting to talk. I had a big crush on her in high school from uh, Superbad. Oh yeah, was that her first big thing? Gotta be. That's what I was thinking. I give her her first big thing. Yeah, let's. No, you wouldn't. You would give her something, but not a big thing. <laughs> That's all I've been watching though. Um, have you been reading slash listening to any books? Yeah. I finished uh, 
What is the the fuck the fuck book? I could tell you the subtle art of not giving a fuck because it's, I started it. Did you? Yeah, because you said I should, and Danielle was actually talking about it before, and I wasn't remembering there was that book. It's the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I finished it. It's interesting. I think it's got good good views on things and why you shouldn't you shouldn't just not fucking care about shit. I feel like we worry about stuff too much, but. Uh, then I started Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. Okay. I love Jordan Peterson. I just want to add a little more shit on to people thinking I'm a racist. But fuck him. I love Jordan Peterson. and uh, It's a long-ass fucking book. They got, he talks, <coughs> so he's just so intelligent. He's in a different la- world of intelligence. The way he writes and speaks, it's hard to follow him sometimes because I'm just an idiot. Um... But besides that, it's I like it. Okay. Um, the book, uh, Subtle Art and Not Giving a Fuck, I'm only uh, probably an hour or two into it. I'll say, first off, I definitely... So you're almost done with it. Yeah, that's true. I am enjoying it, and it's funny. I'll give it that. Um, I think it is a good message. I'm not being arrogant, I don't think, here. I think so far, being early in the book, it's a good message, but I think a lot of things so far kind of how I am and not like in the way that like holy shit I'm learning something I feel like you guys always make fun of me for being like a lot of ways he's preaching for at least from what I've heard so far and you know I have a lot of criticisms I have myself so I'm, I don't think I'm being arrogant saying that I just feel like a lot of things that at least from what I've heard so far from where I'm at well your your issue you said with yourself is that you don't speak up enough mm-hmm. he mentions that in there like by the point I'm at or just at some point? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's at your point or what, but it's like, duh, speak up for yourself and not give a fuck what the the repercussions of it. But yeah, I could see that. And I always told you I always liked your personality when it comes yeah. to stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it. And yeah, I'm early, so that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I don't think I'm perfect. I'm sure by the time I finish it, there'll be something. And even if not, I'm enjoying it at least so far. Um, and I don't think I'm perfect, so... Yeah, there's definitely criticisms I have. It's just from where I'm at, the things he's saying, I feel like that's generally how I am, which is kind of odd. Yeah. Like, I feel like people we know that really sh- would learn a lot reading this book would never read this book. <laughs> I can think of a few people off the top of my head. I get that the, the, the title of the book was definitely like a grab-your-attention thing. Mm-hmm. But I know Ryan was like, yeah, he just thought he was cussing too much in the book because Ryan had also read it. Do you, mm-hmm. th- do you feel like there was a lot of cussing, like unnecessary cussing? Like cool cussing. Um, oh, I said fuck. It didn't bother me, but it does happen a lot, so I can see how somebody else would think that, but it didn't bother me. Yeah, I can see where Ryan's coming from, for sure, especially with the title. And there was moments where it was like, I don't know, I just never picked up on it. I think yeah. I just, cussing doesn't know one of those things that stands out to me. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, we can get into free games if you want. Let's do it. So on Xbox 360, you have... Neo Geo Battle Coliseum till June 15th. Xbox One, you have Dungeons 3 till June 15th. And The King's Bird till June 30th. These all... What's Xbox doing here? I haven't heard of any of those games. Neo Geo? I've heard of that brand, I think, or the whatever you want to call it, the IP, but I haven't heard of Neo Geo Battle Coliseum. Sounds like some spinoffs. I've never heard of those games in particular. Neo Geo, they made the, they their own consoles, arcade systems, and now they're kind of like Sega. 
Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I've heard the property or whatever you want to call it. I just never heard of that game in particular. And the other two I've never even heard of. Uh, Dungeons 3, I've never heard the first I've, two. I think I've heard Dungeons 3. I think I remember the cover on 360. Let me look yeah, it up okay. before I... Uh, fucking crackhead's messaging me on here. Just had Nick. You getting on tonight? <laughs> so yeah, you better get on, buddy. All these crackheads are ready to go, buddy. <clears throat> Dungeons 3. This is not what I was thinking. Nope, never heard of this fucking game. Okay, you can get to PlayStation then. On PS4, you got Star Wars Squadrons till July 5th. Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown till <sighs> August 2nd. <sighs> and PS5, you have Operation <clears throat> Tango till July 5th. You got any fake outrage? No. Me either, sadly. Um, I guess uh, that's it. I'll say a couple things going out of here. I love you. Love you too. Uh, and then... Besides that, somehow the Nintendo tour video I took is almost at 1,500 fucking views. Nice, nice, buddy. Every time I look at it, it's unreal. I don't really get it. Um, what do you need? You just don't need to talk in any of your videos. Just to hear one. Yeah. Something like that. So if any of you somehow stumble upon this, if you want to subscribe, we'd appreciate it because somehow everybody's watching that video, but nothing else is changing. I think our views keep going down somehow, but that one just keeps going up. Fuck, dude. <laughs> and then me and Derek announced on the last ever episode of the Bro Hawks last week. Girl. No more. That we are changing to pigskin over pizza. Yes, that's it. I'm trying to get that stuck in my head now. And we're going to record our first episode July or June 7th and hopefully have it out by June 8th. But. Yeah, we uh, are going to get a pizza from a local pizza place and eat it on this very table and talk over talk over the pizza and talk about sports. It's not just going to be... Sports? Uh, you got a little Bostonian there. <laughs> it's not just going to be about pie. pigskin. It's going to be about all kinds of sports. Um, that one's intentional. And then at the end, we're going to gonna review the pizza we've been eating. You went to Wahlburgers. <laughs> one time, Casey. Now look at you. No. So... Hopefully that'd be exciting. It also, maybe the people I know, James and some other people don't watch or listen to Brohawks because they're not interested in sports ah. at all, which I understand. But maybe I'll get some people in that don't want to listen to sports, be able to have the pizza review and the nonsense that would come with that. But that's all for this week. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog, and you can email any corrections, questions, or feedback to currentbacklogs at gmail dot com. Okay, so spoiler time. Do you want to say anything first, or what? How should we do this thing? We don't have to cover like the entire movie. Um, I'll just say some general things. What I think about it. Okay, it's very original. I think Emily Emily Blunt. Yeah, she didn't change her last name when she married him. Um, she's pretty blunt about it. Hey. They're both so attractive. Their kids are going to be little. I told Renee, their kids are going to be models. <laughs> Two gorgeous people making babies. What if they come out ugly? <laughs> and God's like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. It looks like the monster from 
<laughs> quiet place. Um, they probably do have kids already. I think so. Um, just very original. The suspense is amazing. I feel like Emily Blunt's amazing in suspense already, but every every like a suspenseful. I don't. It's hard for me to get into suspenseful moments in movies, but I do in those ones. Mm-hmm. Quiet Place really, really gets me. Um, you, the character development's amazing. I really care about these people. Like the character development, I put up there with like a, a good TV show. Uh, there's some really good callbacks from the the first one, the spaceship, mm-hmm. the nail. Um, and there was a guy next to me too. Like every time I come up, he's like whispering. He was all excited. I was doing a turn A too. It's a, a fucking exciting. When it started up, you get your cold chills, your little goosebumps. Like, ah, here we go. Um, it felt like it near the end when they were getting ready to go to the island. It felt like Last of Us. Mm-hmm. I've always had a Last of Us vibe from Quiet Place and vice versa. Yeah, and you could, especially when she was with uh, her dad's old friend. Um, I think there's a lot of he does. Um, he's not copying horror movies, but there's a lot of call outs to those horror movies. Like I'd say, with his wife, reminded me of. The Dawn of the Dead, the mall, mm-hmm. when his wife's chained up to the hospital bed, she's pregnant, she's a zombie, and the baby's eating her. Um, or uh, <coughs> Norman Bates, and he's got her preserved. What are some more cause? It just reminds me of Aliens for obvious reasons with that little girl, the mm-hmm. little girl they find that tr- tricks them. She reminds me of the sure. Oh, sorry. She reminded me of Alma, and you're the only person that I thought would get that, especially oh, yeah. the way she was sitting there like that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Or the witch in the, uh, Left for Dead. Just enticing you, trapping yeah. you. Um, the the creativity, I want to look up who these two guys, this is based off the world or something, characters by two guys. I don't know who the fuck oh, that I is. I not know that. I don't know if they have a book or something, like where this came from, but the I could tell that just they've put so much effort in designing this world. Like the thought process of just the the world building, which is one of my favorite things. It's so cool. Um, the dogs. You remember the beginning when the dogs are like real sensitive to the aliens? Mm-hmm. I felt like that was a call out to Terminator. You remember James Cameron, I guess, used his own dogs. You know this was his, his dogs in yeah. Terminator? I didn't know that. I do just because I like him a lot. I'm not being like, oh, yeah, of course, obviously. Yeah, I didn't know that. But, yeah, that's how they sniffed out Terminator so I felt like that was a call out to Terminator I could be all talking on my ass and these are not related at all but I'd love to talk to get real nerdy with uh, John which he seems so nice that he'd probably be all about it he'd probably love that people do that with his and that this world came from him is just weird like I would never would have expected which makes it even cooler because not like an obvious thing yeah and the office is what literally was a start yeah. He was working as a waiter at the same time. It's cool. Um, trying to think. I, there's a cool things in there that they never really brought back up, like the dogs that never came back up. Why they really focus. Like John Krasinski turns around and waves. And that's how his movie is. Like it's very, if you see it on screen, it has meaning. So it's like, is that going to come back? That the dogs are so sensitive to these aliens? Um. They never came back. They did it like three times with the dogs. 
Um, then they showed the his friend, John Krasinski's friend in the movie, was like, the humans have changed. And then you run into, I would call him Stranded, because it also felt like Gears of War Stranded, um, how they were changing. They remember they had red eyes, and they weren't communi- They weren't talking, and they were just kind of just... Yeah, and you could tell they wanted a little girl for some things. Yeah, I don't know what the... F- that was weird. Didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, disgusting. And they felt like zombies. And it makes me wonder if something's happening If they're for part three. It's like, oh, now the humans are kind of becoming... Something's happened with this asteroid. We see for the first time how the aliens got there. It was an asteroid. I remember we talked. I knew that it was. I knew at some point they had said this was going to part of it was going to be a flashback, but for some reason I thought the whole movie was going to be a flashback. Um, but the beginning was the flashback. Mm-hmm. That was good. It's short. It's an hour and a half, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, man, it makes me really appreciate him because I, <coughs> I thought I was like, man, I'm just don't really I'm not that invested in movies anymore but with The Quiet Place I'm so invested in those characters because I thought maybe you need a TV show to develop these characters for me to care about them but it makes me realize that's not true Quiet Place proves that wrong I think it's such great entertainment uh, such a well done movie I it's hard for me to find something I don't like about that movie they just did a fucking great job and sometimes I think like how cool it would have been being in the 70s or the 80s when these big horror movies or sci-fi movies come out, Star Wars or uh, Terminator or Aliens, and being like, not realizing you're sitting down in the movie theater, you're like going to watch some huge hit or something that's going to carry over for decades. And I feel that way with Quiet Place. I'm like, this is, this is our generation's whatever alien or... I hope so. Um... I like it a lot. That's how. That's my. Okay. Um, I agree with almost everything you said positively, so I won't add much there. So I'll get into some things I actually didn't like. I did really enjoy the movie overall, and I didn't like it as much. Quick as the question. First sorry, one. I want. I wanted this especially for you. Did you feel like the island? Did it remind you of Lost? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That remind me of the, the the camp. No, I uh. I made that joke to Danielle. I was like, and I was turning to Lost when they got in the boat before I even saw the island. And I was like, this is literally the Dharma Initiative. Yeah. They're all here. Yep. Uh, and it was uh, everything there was vintage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yeah. Um, but if it was a call out to Lost, too. So we need to we get John on the phone. we got to ask him all these. Yeah, I'll get into some things that I wasn't a big fan of. I really enjoyed the movie. I didn't like it as much as the first. Did you like it more than the first, it might seem like? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to feel. Uh, Yes. You did? Yes, which is really rare for a sequel for me to like it more. I'd have to – I don't know. They're both great to me. It's hard for me to choose one. If I had to rewatch one, fuck, I don't know, man. Yeah, probably the second one. That's weird because it's not rare for me. You, you hear me say all the time the sequels are better. I'm not that way that the original is always the best. And I do think it's a really good sequel. I just like the first one more. Some things I didn't like. I love the opening of being able to see the day one. And I think we talked about here and I said I didn't think that there was going to be a flashback the whole time. Or like 
back and forth. I thought it would just be he's at the beginning because he's dead, and I didn't think they would keep bringing him back like that. So I wasn't surprised by that, but I was a little bummed because the intro of the day one was so cool that I was hoping like every 10 minutes they would have like day two and show the world continually falling apart. So it was cool to get a glimpse of that, but I wish you could have seen more of that. And that's not because I need to like every bit of what happened or the story would make sense. So it has been cool to see the world fall apart and see it gradually, but not so gradually as we saw. Maybe that's why they only did day one because it fell apart so fast, but I would, it would have been cool to see it progress as the days went on. Um, I really like the call out. Like you said, I didn't know if you noticed the ship I had to point out to Danielle. I thought that was so cool. What's that? The ship. The spaceship. Oh, yeah, spaceship, yeah. Um, and the origin of... Origin with the boats that they were on. Oh, no. The, uh, I'm trying to go in order so I don't skip around and miss things, of, like from beginning to end, not the entire point, just the things I didn't like about it. Um, I like that you saw where they that they came from space. I would be interested. I don't think you need a whole movie about it, but I wonder if he wants it like that, that it's just a mystery where they came from or if there is like a whole planet of them or if it's like a military thing that they sent there or if they're ever like i said he might just want it to be a mystery that it came out of the sky and that it is what it is yeah so, i would i would say like the mystery for sure like in the first one i almost forgot all about the scene i had to look up the scene again i was surprised how much i remembered from the first one because i'm the type of guy i leave a theater and i'm like i don't know what the fuck i just watch but i feel like the first one's so good but do you remember the neighbors in the first one yeah the guy that just commits suicide after his wife died. Mm-hmm. Like, like we don't know how she died. So I feel like a lot of that movie is a big mystery. Yeah, and I don't have an issue with that. That's what I was kind of getting at, that not everything has to be explained. You don't need everything just fucking spoon-fed to you. Which I think is an issue with most movies now. Yeah. I just, if that's what he, how he wants it, that there is no real origin, or you don't know the origin, that's okay. I just, I'd be curious to see if that is how he wanted it. And that's uh, very much like Cloverfield. That's how Cloverfield starts is that the uh, pod drops into the water. So, I don't know. Again, you're talking about different horror movies. And that's something I've always been curious about with Cloverfield. I want to know where they came from. and Especially because that one does seem like much more like they don't know if the government's behind it or what it is. But uh, I really didn't like, I predicted this from the moment we saw the second one. And we talked about it on here a couple of times that they didn't show what happened at the uh, end of the first movie going into the second movie. I know they showed them leaving the house, but the first one ends with those things just surrounding the house. I know they showed how to defeat it, but as I saw, just because you know how to defeat it doesn't mean you're going to do it every time. They weren't surrounding the house. They were running. No, I remember we, I rewatched it, and you're like, you said you thought they were running. That's what I thought as well, so I, I rewatched it as well like before I watched this one. It shows them running. I don't know if it was if they were afraid, but it, they weren't surrounding the house, though, I don't think. They just ran past the camera, didn't they? They could just see them on the monitors. I, may, I could probably look it up on YouTube. I'm almost sure they are surrounding the house, though. So it was just two of them. them. Just two? Two of you. Yeah, two aliens. Okay, we're going to talk about them here again next week. Cause yeah, we'll have to watch after this. Yeah. So let's pull it up. Because um, that... I know that it, you don't like you say you don't need everything spoon fed to you. I just that kind of stuff. What I liked about the first one is that it's obviously um, out there because there's aliens involved. We know they're not afraid of it though, because remember when they they run into his friend, 
they kill one, he watches them kill him, and then the other one stays there. Yeah, so that's even more evidence. I don't think they'd be running from. No, the I'm, house. I'm supporting the. Oh, I'm supporting okay. your, your view. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I liked most about the first one is obviously it's out there. It's something came from space and it's creatures, but at the same time, it seems so grounded and real that there wasn't a lot of things you could like pick apart or take you out of the movie. And for me, like I said, I love the movie, so this is nitpicky stuff. But uh, I felt like there were a few moments like that, like. Um, where I feel like I'm missing something, but I'm going to jump to where they're on the boat and they get to the island and they're like, yeah, everything's peaceful and you know it's not going to be for long, but then he hears the creature on the boat. They can't swim, so that creature is just on the boat the entire ride over and they never saw it. I know that's just like a typical movie thing, but that's just Hollywood movies, but in a movie that... That wasn't their boat. That wasn't? No, no. That was the boat... Um Remember the 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 weirdos, the mm-hmm. molesters guys, they were on a sheriff boat, and the monster hopped up there, killed three of them, fell in the water. You watched it drown, and then its friend hopped up on the boat, almost like it looked like it was maybe trying to rescue his friend. Was kind of hovering around. Yeah, that was that boat. It was a separate boat. So two boats went to the island. Yeah. She picks him up, and then that boat that the aliens on, that's the one that pops up. Because when he goes to the, the beach and he pulls out the picture of his son, you see their boat. And then he hears that boat. He doesn't hear it talking. He doesn't hear the alien talking. He hears the boat clanging, banging on the shore. So what, that boat just got washed in is what yeah. they're saying? Yeah. I guess well, that makes obviously more sense. Because the, the weirdos, the molesters, were trying to hop on the boat and get the fuck out of there. And then the one falls in the water, drowns, and then his friend hops on that boat and watches his friend... Watches in the water. We're like, where'd my friend go or whatever? I don't know what he was doing. And then stayed on the boat that they had just got on to, to ride it over. It's definitely more grounded than not seeing the alien your entire boat ride over. But I still think that seems a little out of the ordinary. That because it seemed like there was quite the tr- uh, quite the trek for them in that boat. That a boat will wash all the way over and happen to hit that island. I don't. Didn't they show the island though? It was pretty close. I don't know. Maybe. Which is, I mean, that's one of my nitpicky things is, like, they had mentioned the National Guard knew they couldn't swim, and they were drowning. Uh, and they tried to get people to the island. So why didn't everybody else try to get to the island? Yeah, I don't know. And that's one you thing. think, yeah, get on a boat. Oh, I always think there were zombies and everything. I'm like, I feel like the first thing, even if you're wrong, why not go to an island? It's If they can swim, you're fucked anyways. And if they can't, then you're saved. But, yeah. like I said, and this is not uncommon for movies so it's definitely nitpicky it's just in a movie that seems so grounded kind of pulls you out of it more um i should have wrote things down there's a couple other things but maybe we can come back to that when we look up what happened to the end of the first one i uh definitely like i said got last of us vibes i always have and which makes me excited for the last of us show but also Makes me worry because it's going to be kind of embarrassing if a movie that is not set in the Last of Us universe <laughs> feels more like the Last of Us than the Last of Us TV show. They even sound like clickers. Oh, they definitely do. Yeah. And yeah, their face kind of looks like them they before they like get too crazy. They kind of look like the Demogorgon, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm, no, I'm missing a couple things. But like I said overall, I love it anyway. So the nitpicky things are what they, they are nitpicky. Yeah. 
Good movie. You should definitely go watch it. I agree. I was That's having, it? Yeah, I was having a quiet ending. Oh, quiet place. Got him. <laughs>